Good evening, brothers and sisters. Welcome once again to this online worship. And it's really exciting that, to know that we are into the new covenant. We thank God that through the blood of Jesus, we are cleansed from our sin and condemnation and guilt. We are brought into the new covenant. And uh, in order to help us to be able to fulfill and to, to walk in the covenant, God did something so, so uh, great for us that He put His Word in, uh, 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 in our mind. So we, that's what we learned the last time. And He established His image in us so that now we're able to think, we're able to look at things according to His mindset. And therefore, we are able to make decisions that is in line with His Word and with His will. And another thing, which is what we are going to talk about today, not only He has put His Word into our mind, but He has written the laws, the Word, into our hearts. Look at uh, Jeremiah 31, Verse 33, this is the covenant I will make with the people of Israel after that time, declares the Lord. I will put my law in their minds and write it on their hearts. I will be their God and they will be my people. No longer will they teach their neighbor or say to one another, know the Lord because they will all know me. From the least of them to the greatest, declares the Lord. For I will forgive their wickedness and will remember their sins no more. So, in order for us to keep the covenant, God put His law in our minds and write it in our hearts. And we know in the old covenant, the hearts of the people are hardened because of sin because of the deceitfulness of sin. So that we don't even know we are wrong and we keep arguing and we keep defending, justifying, blaming others and reject the word of God that, that He's trying to, to write it into our hearts. So that's why the Old Covenant, the word is written in tablets of stone. It, it, it's... it's uh, and not in the, the heart. And uh, they reject, they reject the word of God because they base it on right and wrong, right and wrong. You know, they're eating from the fruits of the tree of good and evil. But God wants us to feed from the tree of life. You know, that's why He wants to write His, His word, His law into our hearts. And, and that's why you see they want to blame other people, condemn other people, judge other people, and they can't see their own fault and own sin. And, and because it's a hardened heart, they never learn. So they go through, we remember they are in the wilderness, and they go through an experience. The next time they face a similar experience, again, it's the same old reaction and complain and murmur and blaming, arguing and, and, and quarreling with even Moses and, and eventually uh, uh, blame God. So it's always about 
themselves, what they want, what they can get, and, 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 and so on. When they can't get it, you know what they do? They turn to idols. You know, when, when, when Moses went up to the, to the mount, when they cannot see, they immediately uh, see God or see Moses, immediately they turn uh, to, to idols. So we can see that in the new covenant, God is after people. You know, He's after our mind. He's after our heart uh, that, is, that is after Him in order to keep the, the new covenant. So how can we have a new heart? God says, I will give you a new heart. But how does it take place? We know that the heart is impure. The heart is cleansed by the blood of Jesus. And that's why we, uh, the, the, the blood of Jesus cleanses from all sin. But let's look at it here in Ezekiel 36, verse 25 to 27. Ezekiel 36, 25. I will sprinkle clean water on you and you will be clean. I will cleanse you from all your impurities and from all your idols. I will give you a new heart and put a new spirit in you. I will remove from you your heart of stone and give you a heart of flesh. I will put my spirit in you and move you to follow my decrees and be careful to keep my laws. So that's what God is doing for us in the new covenant. So he said, I will sprinkle clean water on you. So we know that our hearts is cleansed by the blood of Jesus. But in order for us to be made holy, we, we, we are holy because of that. But in order for us to live out this holy life, we need the word of God. We need to be cleansed by the water so that we know what's wrong. And, and, and why are we doing what we are doing? You see, the nation of Israel do not understand why they are doing this. So they keep repeating, keep repeating the same mistake again and again. Yeah. So God wants us to be cleansed by the water of the Word of God. Uh, this is found in Ephesians 5, verse 26. To make her holy. Make her holy. Make, make the church holy. Cleansing her by the washing of water through the Word. Through the Word. So God wants to write those words into our hearts. Okay, so, so the word God says, the pure in heart will see God. When we have mixed motive, when our hearts is not pure, it's, it's polluted with, with selfishness, sin, pride, arrogance, Stubbornness. You know, when we have all this, this, this characteristic in our hearts, we cannot see God. We will not be able to understand God's way. But God wants to give us a clean heart. God wants to cleanse us by the water of the Word of God. So the water, the Word of God will reveal to us our sin. And we have to humble ourselves. We have to allow God to, to do the cleansing and stripping us, taking away those things that, that 
is sinful in order to make us holy. He wants to make us holy because we're in the new covenant, because we want to enter into the most holy place, because we want to inherit the inheritance, the kingdom that he has prepared for us. So we need the word of God to, to, to reveal to us what is wrong. And then he wants to remove idols from our life. I think our immediate action is, you know, that's a long, long time ago. I already get rid of those idols when I come to Jesus. But you know, when we come to Jesus, when, you, when we enter into the new covenant, we also bring our, into this covenant our invisible idols. So what are idols in our life? Idols in our life are things that we trust instead of God. Ways that we trust instead of God. So they are not necessarily physical idols, they are invisible idols. You know, our idols can even be the good things that we do. Some people, they do certain things. They want people to see that, hey, you know, they are doing a good thing. Uh, they are being so kind, they are being so loving, and they, they do some good thing. See, they are trusting that what they do to ascertain their identity, ascertain their self-worth, that's idols. Because our identity comes from God. Our worth comes from God. You know, because we're redeemed by His blood. We are precious. So now that I know who I am, I can begin to do those things because that will bring glory to God. Instead of drawing attention to ourselves, bringing glory to ourselves, because you see, I'm doing this thing. That's why even ministry can be our idols. You know, there are people who do ministry. Why? Because when you serve and you do this, hey, people praise you. That's why we are very unhappy. You know, I do this thing. Nobody say thanks to me. Nobody praise me. You see, why are you doing it? You're doing it for Jesus? People even ridicule you because you, you belong to Jesus. But, but when you're doing it for yourself, oh, this thing happened, you get angry, you get upset, you complain, you murmur. That's your idols. You're trusting in those idols to ascertain who you are. So, of course, there are other idols that that is, doesn't look good. You know, when people, they get into a certain kind of problem, they go for a drink and indulge themselves so that they, they, they just want to get rid of those problems. You see, instead of turning to Jesus, trusting Jesus, now this is their ways. So they're just having a dream, a, a drink, you see. That's your idols that you trust in. It can be other things. You know, even withdrawing yourself. That can be 
the idols that you trusted in because that's how you used to cope with problems. But in the new covenant, God wants us to trust in Him. God wants to write His word into our hearts so that we know Him, so that we can receive grace from Him. The book of Jonah 2 verse 8 tells us, those who cling to worthless idols forfeited the grace that is for them. Or the version say, turn away from God's love for them. It's the grace of God. Those who cling on to worthless idols forfeited the grace that is theirs. So in all the situations that we're going through, God has grace for us. That's why in the new covenant, we can come boldly into the most holy place and receive grace from the throne of grace instead of turning to our idols and trusting in worthless idols. That makes us feel good for a time, but it doesn't solve our problem. And uh, so when we trust in worthless idols, we create problem. Okay, we create problem for ourselves and for others. So idols are things that we trust in rather than in God. It can be something that looks innocent, but as far as how God sees it, is you're trusting in idols. Okay? You see, look at, look at God testing Abraham. Is he trusting his son Isaac? Or is he trusting in God? And the word of God. Thank God, Abraham passed the test. So, John 17, verse 17 says, Sanctify them by the truth. Your word is truth. So, we need the truth. We need the word of God. The water of the word of God to cleanse us so that we are made holy, so that we are doing what God wants us to do. But there will be those who refuse what God wants to do. Look at Ezekiel 11 verse 21. He said, but as for those whose hearts are devoted to their vile image and detestable idols, I will bring down on their own heads what they have done, declares the sovereign law. So God will not allow idols to stay in our life. He said that's detestable. You know, God hates it. So even though they are formless, it could be finance, it could be even our family, whatever it is, because God wants to be law. He wants to be king in our life and He wants us to totally trust in Him. So the new heart, God is giving us a new heart. God is cleansing us. And uh, it's, it's a work of God's grace. And David, even though he loved God, he's a man who is after God's own heart. Yet there are moments, there are times in his life he has allowed temptation to overtake him so that he falls, so that he sins. And David in Psalm 51 verse 10 says, Create in me a clean heart or a pure heart, O God, and renew a steadfast spirit within me. Create in me. God, you have to do it. 
You see, so this thing happened to David, the one who is after God's own heart, the one who loved God so much, the one who is willing to sacrifice for God. It's a warning to us that we too, you know, could trust in other things. We too have our hearts may have things in our life that, that God is not pleased. So David is crying out to God, create in me a clean heart. The Bible tells us the pure in heart will see God. The pure in heart. When our motive is right, when our heart is pure, totally serving Him, you know, uh, uh, doing His work, not doing His work to get praise for ourselves, to get glory for ourself, to, to ourselves. You know, I heard people say, the young generation, what praise in all that they do? Well, it's good to receive praise. But when we don't get it, it's okay, because we're doing it for Jesus. We're still joyful. We're still thankful. Because we didn't expect praise from men. That's just a bonus if it comes. If it doesn't come, our praise comes from the Father. Because we have a pure heart. But if we do not have a pure heart, when we do it out of a wrong motive, we get angry, we get hurt because we didn't get praise from people, especially people who is in authority. And we begin to attack them and complain and speak against them. You know when you do that, your heart is not pure. Your heart, in fact, is sinful. You need to cry like David. God, create in me a clean heart. God, give me a new heart. Because a new heart a clean heart can see God. A clean heart is steadfast. Create in me a pure heart, O oh God, and renew a steadfast spirit within me. Steadfast spirit within me. We are not shaken. We are not moved. We will continue to be faithful to God, to be faithful to where we are. You see, but people who, who are who doesn't have a clean heart, when they don't get what they want, what do they do? They want to look for somewhere else where they can get it. If I don't get it from here, I'll go somewhere else to get what I want. God said, get rid of those idols. Get rid of those idols. Trust me, because I want to create in you a clean heart, a pure heart, so that you really see me. You know, not, not feeling, not feel good, but you really have the words written in your heart. It's written inside that you don't forget. And this heart, this new heart is an undivided heart. Ezekiel 11.19, I will give them an undivided heart and put a new spirit in them. I will remove from them their heart of stone and give them a heart of flesh. You see, an undivided heart where Jesus is at the center, where God is at the center of all we do. Not praises of people. Not recognition from people. Undivided heart. 
and it's a heart of flesh. It's a heart that is sensitive, that can feel what God feels, that can hear what God says, not a heart of stone that is filled with self, that hears what we want to say. But it's a heart of flesh that is sensitive to God. You know, it's, it's not deceitful because of sin. So that we justify, so that we defend, so that we argue. But it's a heart of flesh that desire for the presence of God, for the glory of God. That's all we're after. You know, so, so be careful because we can be deceived. A heart that is filled, the new heart is filled with the Spirit of God. And God says, I give you, uh, I put my Spirit in you to move you to obey me. But it comes to fill a heart of flesh, not heart of stone. So hardened heart keep us behaving in certain certain way. So every time we blame people, it's not our fault, it's their fault. You know? So, so instead of looking at ourselves, why? Why are we complaining? What's wrong with our heart? Why do we want praise from people? What, what is the motive of our hearts? So that we may be cleansed by the water that sprinkle in our hearts. So God's Spirit is uh, leading us and He's... he's it dwells in our hearts to write those words into our hearts. And it's important that we keep relationship with the, the, the Holy Spirit. In Psalm 51 verse 11, David prayed, Do not cast me from your presence or take your Holy Spirit from me. Do not take your Holy Spirit from me. David knew because of his sinful heart. Now somehow, the Holy Spirit seems to be a distance from him. And so he's crying out because his heart is so sensitive to the Spirit of God. So he knows the difference. Some people, they don't know the difference. All they know is their emotion. Oh, whether they feel good or don't feel good. It's flesh, fleshly. But the heart of flesh feels what the Spirit of God feels. And so David said, God, please, don't take your Holy Spirit away from me. So we need to maintain that, that holy presence with us in our hearts. Remember, not emotion. How do you know you're filled with the Holy Spirit because you feel good? No. Our emotion cannot be trusted. Moments we feel good. Moments we feel bad. Some people feel good about bad things. See, but... But, but we need to cultivate that relationship. We, we, God fill us with His Spirit. We want the Holy Spirit to continue to abide in us. And Ephesians 5, verse 18 to 20. Ephesians 5, 18 to 20 says, Do not get drunk on wine, which leads to debauchery. Instead, be filled with the Spirit, speaking to one another with psalms, hymns, and songs from the Spirit. Sing and make music from your heart to the Lord always giving thanks to God the Father for everything in the name of our Lord Jesus Christ. So how do we maintain that relationship with the Holy Spirit in our hearts? He said, do not get drunk on wine. 
You see, wine is what we turn to when we are facing a problem, a need. So that is idols, your idols. So God said, do not be filled. Do not turn to those idols that you have been trusting for so long. We mentioned idols are different in every one of our life. For some, it's their performance. See, I've done so well. Look. You use that to, to, to prove yourself, to justify, or, or to, to feel that sense of self-worth. That's an idol. So God say, do not, do not be drunk. We wine. Do not turn to those idols. For some, it could be other things. So, we, we, we mustn't trust, continue to trust those idols, but, but rather be filled with the Spirit. So how do we know we are filled with the Spirit? It says we are in fellowship with one another. We're in, in ministry, what we're ministering one to another with psalms, hymns, and songs. So some people, people who withdraw themselves away from fellowship, immediately you know something is wrong. Sin is already there in the heart. Because if we are filled with the Spirit, we are in fellowship. And then we're in fellowship uh, 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 with the Holy Spirit. Songs from the Spirit. We, we, we sing spiritual songs. So we, we have that fellowship. And then to what we say and what we believe inside is in unison, is consistent. Some people, what they say, they don't mean it in their heart. But when we are filled with the Spirit of God, what we say is what we mean. Okay? Make music from your heart to the Lord. It's from the heart. Always giving thanks to God the Father for everything. So, so when you're filled with the Spirit, you're thankful. You're thankful for God, what God has done. You're thankful for the church. You're thankful for the, the pastor, the leaders. You're thankful for your cell group. You know, when people begin to complain and murmur, you know, something is wrong. Sin has come in. Pride has come in. Rebellion has come in. So, so, that is how we determine whether we are filled with the Spirit of God. It's not how we feel. You know, we go to a, a place where, oh, we feel so good when we are there. I feel. No. We're not talking about emotion. We're talking about the Spirit of God. And, and the Word of God tells us how we can be filled with the Spirit. Okay, so we, we, we have a new heart. God is cleansing our hearts. God is writing his, his laws into our hearts. He's putting His Spirit into, this, this, in, into the new heart to help us to do the will of God. And also, when, when we have a new heart, we will know our new identity. We'll know who we are. Because the Word of God says, Ezekiel eleven twenty, Then they will follow my decrees and be careful to keep my laws. They will be my people and I will be Dear God. So we know we have a new identity. 
We are the people of God, and He is our God. So we live out of that identity, not our performance, not trying to prove we are somebody, we are better than someone else. Oh, we here, we are better than, than, than someone else. You see, when people are doing that, they are not filled with the Spirit. They are filled with the, the flesh. Because we live out of our identity as people of God. So now when we serve, we serve it, we do it to God's glory. We do it for the kingdom of God. We're not doing it so that we can gain praise, so that we can feel good about ourselves. We live in, through our new identity, in the new covenant, in Christ Jesus. We are God's people and God is our God. And because of that, we, we live in obedience. It says here, then they will follow my decrees and be careful to, to keep my laws. We will follow. We will obey. Even though we may have to go to suffering, we will obey. We will continue. We know that Jesus, the Son of God, learned obedience through suffering. And so, we do that too. And, uh, and we will continue. Continue to follow the ways of God. We continue to, to, to learn from the ways of God. Look at Hebrews 5.11. Because we have a heart of flesh that is tender, that's not hardened. You know, Hebrews 5.11 says, We have much to say about this, but it is hard to make it clear to you. Why? Because you no longer try to understand. You no longer try to understand. So that's why you're not learning. That's why it's so hard to talk, talk to you and, and tell you more because you are just closed up. Your heart is already hardened. But when we have a heart of flesh, when we have a new heart, we have a tender heart, we long for God. We want to know Him more. We want to learn more. We want to go deeper. But you see, here these people, they have closed their heart. Their heart's hardened. They cannot learn anymore. It's so hard to teach them. Right? So, this is, this is a sign of a hardened heart. A new heart will continue to follow God's way and God's leading. And, and it's a journey. It's a lifelong journey that we allow God to continue to write His words in our hearts so that we'll know what to do, how to respond. So this evening, I trust that you have received something from the Word of God. And you're excited that God is giving us a new heart and He's cleansing us from all the impurities so that we can see Him. We can see His ways. He's removing the heart of stone and put His Spirit in us and write those words into our hearts so that we will not forget. Written in our hearts. We will, we will learn our lessons. We'll learn from the Word of God. We'll know what to do. So we, we, we may not hear him all the time, but he's already written inside. We know how to, how to respond. This is a new heart. And, and we have a new identity. As a result, we know that we are the people of God. And God is our God. We can trust him. So we will not 
allow those idols to continue to stay in our life. We will not trust those worthless idols, going, uh, trusting in our own ways and being so stubborn and, 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 and do not want to change. But we'll get rid of those worthless, worthless idols so that we can enter into His most holy place, receive the grace that is there for us. So this is how exciting it is to live in the new covenant. We have the grace of God and our hearts are clean and pure from self, from selfishness, from stubbornness. And we allow God to write His laws in our heart and we are His people and He is our God. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Praise God. So let's, let's come before God in prayer. You know, maybe tonight, as you listen, you begin to realize, ha, huh, I have idols in my life. Yes, we all have. And as God reveals where we've gone wrong, which idols we've been trusting in, so that we can turn to Him, receive His grace, and not clinging on to those worthless idols. We're going to pray right now. Father, we thank you for your words. We thank you for the excitement to be in your new covenant. We thank you, Lord, it's you who is helping us to walk and fulfill the new covenant by putting your words in our mind and, and write them into our hearts. Thank you, Lord, for the new heart and a new spirit, the Holy Spirit that is living inside us. And we thank you, Lord, that we can trust in you and not in those worthless idols. In the name of Jesus, we pray and come against every idols that we hold on to, that we trust in instead of you. Tonight, let our hearts be totally turned towards you and trust in you and only you. We have that steadfast spirit. Just keep trusting you, Lord. And Holy Spirit, thank you that you dwell in our hearts. And we pray that as we fellowship with you, daily, moment by moment. And we pray that you will lead us into all truth, O oh God. Write those laws in our hearts, O oh God, so that we can fulfill that new covenant and enter into the promises that is there for us. We thank you, Lord. Bless your people. Bless everyone who listen to this word. Give us understanding. May that words open our eyes to see what you want us to see so that we can do what you want us to do. We thank you. We bless you in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. God bless you. See you again next week.